You are listening to Not the Nine O'clock Views. A discussion podcast about everything airsoft and shooting related by two guys and their British accents. Presented by your hosts, Arius Alipour and Timothy Selby. Okay, so learning to fix airsoft guns. Now, this is an interesting topic for a lot of newbies. Um, I guess quite a few players, you know, decide in their own time when they want to start tinkering and playing with their guns. I actually, when I first started playing airsoft, literally took my gun apart the first time. I My first gun was uh, uh, TM Stereorg, the high cycle, and I just Ooh. like to take it apart. Nice. I, I just... I just like, I want, uh, it's got a great firing rate and it has the TM magic in it, but I decided to screw that up and put a tight bore barrel in there, um, wow. which, which made amazing things happen and amazing things <laughs> that almost made me cry because it was my first gun. Oh dear. Yeah. I, it, was, um, it was not was great. Was this the first ever time that you've put something together, ripped it apart and put it back together again? Yes, it was. Um, fortunately, the way the orgs were designed, the uh, the airsoft ones, was that the gearbox was at the back, mm-hmm. and the the this sounds stupid saying it now because obviously the gearbox is normally in the upper and lower receiver, but for the org, it was literally in the buttstock because it was a bullpup. Yep. So the mag and where the uh, the hopper pune and everything else would be at the front, but the thing disassembled in two. And when you disassembled it in two parts, you literally had one part, which is the barrel, the handguard, everything in you know, the hop unit, and everything else could be put aside and left, which was the gearbox. So I, I fortunately didn't have to touch the gearbox at all. However, when I was disassembling into two parts, because of the tolerance of it being a toy, the position of the gearbox kept changing over time. Yeah. So I got to a point where I was getting misfeeds because the nozzle was uh, a, a few millimeters to the back. This is why you should go um, to a tech. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why you should start going to a tech. But that doesn't mean what I did was a bad thing. It just meant that I should accept the responsibility and the circumstances of breaking it. Very much which so. Was, uh, but yeah, coming coming straight back to uh, the topic, uh, learning to fix airsoft guns is something that you can do in two ways. You can either do it yourself, which is great, but also can be grueling. Um, you're going to sweat. <laughs> or, It'll be a great know, experience. However you're going to... It'll be an interesting experience. You need to be willing to realize that you may end up spending more money than you expected to fix the problem or end up going to someone else who's more experienced or, if you're really unlucky, scrapping the gun. Uh, Fortunately, it hasn't happened to me, but there are instances where I've noticed people have done something really stupid and have, you know, they they may decide (laughs) to scrap the gun because of the cost or because they don't know much, but in the end, it's probably the only decision they can go up with at the time. Um, such as, I don't know, uh, getting the polarities wrong on the motor can be quite uh, disastrous, uh, especially with the older motors that didn't stop you from having the motor spinning the other way around and breaking your gears and destroying your uh, anti-rotation. It sounds wonderful. 
It does not sound wonderful. It sounds terrible. It's terrifying if someone, if, if you're a newbie right now listening to this podcast and you hear exactly what I'm saying, you're probably going to be like, I'm not touching my gun. I'm never <laughs> touching my gun. Now, I did do you get not that funny experience with the motor saying if you have it go backwards, like you do with audio clips and music, if you play it backwards, it sort of comes up with a um, uh, um, some sort of secret message or did you get any secret messages coming from the motor? Don't do this ever again. You suck at opening <laughs> up the gun. Don't open my, up my, TM because it uses or loses TM magic. To be honest, when 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 I first opened up my TM, I just heard this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now was that coming from was you it, or the gun? <laughs> it, it was it was a it was a slightly Japanese accent of. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh it's the engineer basically dying inside because i decided to open up his 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 perfection of uh tokyo marui engineering um but yeah no i didn't i didn't have any subliminal messaging coming back from that in fact i don't think i uh i i didn't reverse polarities on motors but i did have uh issues where uh, a fuse the fuses kept getting tripped uh because the polarity on the battery is already the wrong way around uh, this was probably one of those one-offs where buying a second-hand battery from a friend, if they swapped it to, I think they had swapped it to Dean's and then swapped it back to Mini Tamiya. And when they swapped it back to Mini Tamiya to sell to me, they got the polarities wrong. Or maybe they just hated me and they just wanted to do that anyway. But uh, yeah, there was there was that point where I went through like 10 fuses before I realized, wait a minute, the polarity on this is wrong. <laughs> I need to resolder this and get a, a new mini Tammy connection because I tried it with a different battery and that was fine. And I tried it with the same battery and I was like, this battery's killing my fuses. I do not know what's going on. And obviously it was because the polarity was wrong and the fuse was heating up and breaking. Mm. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is... But yeah, I, I recommend <laughs> if you are going into... If you want to learn how to tech your SF gun, you do it with either a donor something really cheap or something that's already broken mm -hmm. so you can learn to fix it without any of the drawbacks of having a working gun becoming a broken gun uh, but also maybe you know going to a shop and asking if you could you know if you've already have something or you know you've become good friends with anyone in that shop that you ask if you can sit down with whoever is taking a gun and watch or vice versa be able to uh tech your own gun with the i don't think they'll ever let you do that to be honest that's time their time wasted but uh, exactly you know something similar something similar to that or a friend who you know techs privately and you go can, can i sit down and watch you there are loads of good videos out there actually so youtube would be a great resource i think mm. well definitely that's uh that, that's that's that rendition thank you for your rendition of um how to um uh, learn <laughs> just don't to... reverse polarities on your motors and don't yes. open up a TM now when it comes to newcomers I'm sure you don't know most of his terminology and what parts he's actually talking about um, but this is something that Arias learned from the very beginning you know he actually opened it up he um, he he tinkered with it and he, he put his finger things. in the gearbox he, he put his finger <laughs> in the gearbox it snapped back at him he went ouch there are <laughs> there are lots of learning things you know he's basically saying don't do what he did <laughs> unless I, you're willing to you know deal with the consequences well okay that, there is an thing. unless but uh don't 
you could do it the way he did, but just correctly. And I can show you how. <laughs> right. I remember when I first started working for Red Wolf, um, I had never opened up an AEG before because it was the first thing that I started writing reviews for. Okay. And I remember I had my own Tokyo Marui P90. Now, it's got a version 7 gearbox, if I'm not mistaken. And yes. um, uh, the, the thing about these gearboxes is that the way that you open them up between version 2 and like other variants, they're all very similar in how the gears are placed and whatnot. So when you open one of them, you've opened up pretty much the same. Um, there are also tons and tons of YouTube tutorials out there. So as much as I'd like to pos pester, poster? pester my friend and ask him to help me out on opening up a gearbox or opening up a gas blowback pistol or gas blowback rifle, I would much rather spend time on YouTube right there with a, with a gun, um, with a tech mat and opening it up by myself with all the correct tools. And they would just, they would tell you on the YouTube um, channel, which tools to use for which spe specific parts of the gun. Cause that you may need like a crosshead when it comes to removing the screws. So you could take the gearbox apart. And also once you take the gearbox apart, you don't want anything springing out. So there, there are good techniques that you could learn from all these advanced techs that you have online. And the way I did it was that on an A3 sheet of paper, once I had my gearbox there, I drew an outline of the gearbox using a, using a pencil. And then once I've managed to open it up, I, um, I split it in half, obviously, and I put the other side down and I drew an outline around that. All the parts that I saw individually, I took a took away, placed it on the A3 sheet of paper, drew a circle around it, and said exactly what it is. And that's, it, as is described from the YouTube video. That's pretty clever. What I, I, I did something similar. I, I took pictures. Oh, that works too. Yeah, I, I took pictures. Yeah. And, uh, and once I took the gears apart, I put the I put them in the place of the picture that I drew, circled around them, and so I knew exactly how everything was. And actually, you know what? Taking pictures would have been a much better idea, but um, <laughs> this one I actually had a full-on diagram because I drew lines to a specific gear or to a specific part just to give it a name. If I didn't know the name, I gave it a name, even though probably the YouTube video would give it a name. Um, so... And once they took it all apart, I base and I wrote down the instructions of how I took it apart, so I could follow it from the from the bottom to the top on how to put it back together. Even though um, in the YouTube videos they would normally show you how to put it back together, because there are different techniques. Uh, the, the one thing is um, there's a piston there that likes to shoot out, uh, and the spring. If you don't decide to fit it in correctly in a specific specific portion of the gearbox, so that's something just to take into account. Uh, you could uh, there there are techniques, and there's tons of them out there, and no matter what product you wish to open up even if it is your first ever AEG gas blowback pistol rifle sniper rifle there is a tutorial online and i would highly recommend going to a tutorial and i also highly recommend fixing it yourself once you learn how to become 
your own tech doesn't mean you are the best tech in the world, but at least you're trusting yourself with the product that you purchased. And yes, you will make mistakes. Yes, um, some things just won't fit together. I remember for my P90, I decided to get the something called the, uh, the GNP Devil Motor. And that just, even though I put titanium gears in there, the devil motor somehow managed to break the gears. I don't understand. Like, I thought it was like an incredibly strong metal that I could use as gears. But apparently with that GNP motor, it just shredded everything internally. Um, and obviously learning inner barrels and whatnot, I was actually very, very lucky working at Red Wolf because we would have companies send us samples. And with those samples, when it comes to parts, I used to throw them in just to see how they'd work. Um, I remember doing that with a, a couple inner barrels. There would always be companies with inner, new inner barrels coming out and I would try them out and see if it worked and see how, how much better they worked in comparison to the older ones, wide bore, tight bore. Um, these are these are terminology that you would learn over time. That's something that uh, Arius and I could probably go over um, in another episode. But yeah, um, pretty much do what Arius and I did. Take photos, draw diagrams, write down instructions as to how to do it, uh, take it apart, put it into a pamphlet, uh, put it into a book or write it down on a Google document. Sure, you could see the YouTube video right there. But with the paper there, you could at least see what part you do it, and then you could use the YouTube video as a means of how you do it. And hopefully, over time, you'll know exactly how you would go about fixing your AEG. And once you've fixed one gearbox and you put it back together, they're all pretty much the same. And you'll be able to replicate that, and then you will become an elite uh, gearhead gear whore <laughs> and then you'll be able to tell everybody that they're wrong no don't do that don't do that you're not um, you're not a paid technician so if once you start becoming a paid technician then you're then you could start making statements yeah follow those follow those paths i think it's highly recommended yeah i completely agree one a few things that we've uh, come up with that we should really reiterate is uh funny enough safety uh we were talking about springs flying out of the gearbox and some stuff like that oh my that. god um, yes wear glasses it's definitely yes definitely wear some kind of safety specs uh, there are, there have been many times where i felt very lucky and haven't been wearing safety specs and wish i was uh, oh. same goes for uh, being ready to have to find pieces that may have flown out or somehow gotten lost on the floor or something like that yeah um, i think one of the, one of the best things yeah. is probably getting a magnetic mat um although w with the motor you might have issues trying to get it off the mat but uh <laughs> with 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 screws and stuff like that if you have a magnetic tin that you can hold those screws in or anything like that just think about what could go wrong whilst you're working on it and try and persevere from it uh, yes. you'll probably find that a lot of youtube videos do in fact one thing i wanted to ask you throughout um your your advice spiel. your your piece on that your spiel uh, was are there any YouTube channels or videos that you recommend? Uh, because um, normally for me, it's a mix of knowing who, whose YouTube channel to go to, or just randomly searching online to hope well, to find one. You want to go to a channel that has plenty of views with lots of likes. 
And when you go through the comments section, you're like, you know what? And then you see comments that say, hey, follow this to a T. Um, it was perfect. Thank you so much. Those ones are, you know, you can go to any schloob you want, except if it has like two views and it's probably their mom and their dad. And you can see in the video that things are flying all over the place. That should be a like viral sensation, to be honest. <laughs> but um, uh, you should, you there, there's a view count and there's a liking and they have a following. There's, I don't have a recommendation because I haven't actually gone around. I haven't done but that you're for saying, the past ten years. But you're saying we should trust the uh, the likes and the the views that videos get. I think if this um, YouTuber per se um, has say a hundred videos on how to on these how tos, and they are well liked and well received by his fan base and viewership. I recommend, I would recommend sticking to what they, uh, what they do. Um, if you're thinking about HPA and whatnot, you should just go to Wolverine. Their website just covers everything. They have tons of YouTube videos. Uh, certain brands like KWA, they have a means of showing you how to go about um, uh, changing the gearbox or changing a spring within the gearbox with ease. Um, they have videos, instructions on that. Um, I remember doing a few reviews on how one would go about doing it on a specific product. So uh, when you buy this product, learn about it, watch videos on it, watch every video you could possibly find. Because like I said, sometimes all version two gearboxes are very much the same, but then different brands would do different things. Say there is a slight, there's a, the tapper plate is slightly bigger on for this brand than it is on other brands for some particular reason. Why is it a different color? Because it's different mold. Not the same mold, but it's a different color that they use as a mold. It's a, as, as a filling for that mold. It's, it's, it's all over the place, but you know, you get to learn, just study your, study the purchase that you've made. Yeah, exactly. And don't be afraid to ask questions. There will be some, everyone has a mouth. And yes. when it comes to, like any other uh, club or any other hobby, any other sport, you're going to have people who, who will think they're right. And they could be right, but be wary that there are some people out there who may believe they're right. And there's no problem of their own, but sometimes- but in fact, you know, wrong. They, wrong. They may actually be wrong. <laughs> and they don't know. They, they might actually not know. They're really trying to help you. And yeah. they're really trying to be a member of the community. But they, they, they just don't have it right. They, yeah. they, they've either luckily been able to do what they've been doing with that knowledge. Um, or, you know, you, you, need to, you need to be wary that not every... This is a hobby. There, there is no exact mondo. Unless, unless you're going straight to the manufacturer or, you know, the the representative of that product yeah you're not going to get the perfect answer you'll, you'll probably get many different answers and you, you kind of gonna you, you're gonna have to you know find out for yourself yes um, it, it is one of those things where you know people's people's evidence and people's uh, experience with different forms of s teching will contradict each other quite quite easily yeah um, yes. and it, it could just be because they've tried one product and the other one's tried a different product they may both be let's say wide bore barrels or high torque motors or any of the other um schling on schlang that uh may be available as an i have no part. ideas what those are by the way he's just saying words <laughs> now 
the Schlingenschlangs. <laughs> you got me on topic. Uh, oh no, I, I've lost my train of thought. But, but yeah, um, some sometimes a, a specific uh, product or um, part will work differently to another one within the same category. And the experience exactly. of one person will contradict the experience of another. That being said, as much as you work on your own product, I have many friends who are actually very good at working on their own item and their own replica. But in the end, there is always something little technically too difficult. And if you do have a little bit of money left in your wallet, you know, from purchasing the uh, the item in the first place, then I would advise going to attack a professional. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from Aris and Tim, don't forget to follow them both on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.